Hello and welcome to another episode of What to Watch on Netflix. My name is Jed Shepard and I am your host. Um, hello 2018, hope you are well. Um, as you may know uh, already, this podcast is about recommendations. Uh, if you are wondering what to watch on Netflix or any streaming service of your choice, because this isn't just about Netflix, it's about um, all streaming services, then this is the podcast for you. This takes out the the issue that you have with your partner with your family of what to watch um next one because there's so much stuff out there uh, hopefully this podcast will help you and kind of like streamline what you need to watch um today i've got some great guests with me uh, people that i've wanted to get on for a long long time maybe you can say 20 years even though this podcast was out a year, like a year ago um I went to school with these guys. Um, so my guests today are the hosts of Wulong Talks, one of my favorite podcasts out there. It's Jason and Richard from Wulong Talks. How are you guys? Hey, really good, man. Thank you. Thank you for having us, sir. Thank you. It, it's taken, uh, Jed's not exaggerating here. It, it's literally taken like 20, 20 years, years to get to this point where we're actually on the podcast. But no, man, it's, it's fantastic. Thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah. How are you, Richard? Listen, I'm ecstatic. And the thing is, you guys are listening to us, but I'm looking at everybody's face around this table and we've all had a little bit to drink and everybody's got like, every, everyone just looks happy, man. <laughs> we, we've got that alcohol kind of sheen on the face we've, where we've it's got, like, we've got the glow, Man, the yeah, glow. The, the glow. <laughs> so we were in school together, and we were one of the kind of the few people in our college, Saint Francis Xavier, or otherwise known, if, if we want to kind of pretend we're cool, SFX. We were one of the few people that kind of were into kind of geek culture, into kind of uh, stuff that's kind of cool now. Like we were the, we're the guys who went to the comic shops. We kind of watched films and superhero stuff, and we embraced it, whereas um, other people may not have. Um, so it's kind of weird, like all these years later, we're here right now talking about the things that we talked about in school, which you kind of hid from all the kind of like cool kids. We were, we're in the common room by ourselves in the corner, um, playing our card games. <laughs> so we play that game where we smash each other. We play knuckles. Knuckles. Well, basically, if I'm right, the aim of the game was to make your friends bleed. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I right. always seem to lose. <laughs> <laughs> ah, because, um, yeah, because it. Uh, I think what was it? Was it like twenty one? I don't know. Kind of what yeah, game? Twenty one. We, we played blackjack. Yeah, we played knuckles. Yeah, and, and the aim of the game was not to get your your hands smashed up by cards yeah. from your friends, mm. and it just ended up with basically you going home that night with your with being crippled. <laughs> <laughs> and we thought it was like a real kind of like thing that friends did. Uh, but yeah, so we went to school together, and and like just before we kind of start on with our recommendations, because this is a recommendation show. Uh, I want to see if you guys remember certain things that we that happened in our school. So, do you remember a time? And Jason, you may not remember the time because I, rem I remember at this point you were on a table, smashed out of your face. <laughs> this, yeah, it sounds about right. This, but go this, on. this one particular time, I don't know what happened or why this happened on this particular day, but I had the keys to the music room because I I, I did music. They they entrusted me with the keys, so I would kind of like have a lock in in our school where we would just like go out at lunchtime, buy like vodka or whiskey or something, go into the music room, down drinks, uh, lock, lock us in there, pretend we were playing music and stuff, and then we'd be smashed for the rest of the day. Jason, you would maybe do something else besides alcohol, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> but I remember one day in particular where I think we took it, 
for lunch we went to the Chinese had some mm. Chinese and then we went to the kind of like this deli that sold alcohol and we just did a lot of whiskey and I'm not sure where you were Richard you you may not even have been there so I'm like, I don't I, think I wasn't well remember I wasn't. He, he was not a yeah Richard was not a drinker you I know, wasn't back a drinker. in those early ah, days and okay. I was at the comic book he, store he like, I was that guy so that was at true. the comic book store so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I remember like drinking like crazy like tr- playing the piano just, just so that anyone outside of the music room would think we were doing work <laughs> <laughs> smashing the piano while while drinking whiskey mm. and I hated whiskey by the way um, and then and then basically after drinking like a bottle of whiskey with me and my friends be completely smashed in college walking out into the um, into our kind of the lunchroom and seeing you Jason you lying sleeping on a table in mm-hmm. the lunchroom mm-hmm. completely smashed out of your face mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't know if you if even were involved with it with the alcohol but you were smashed out of your face on something mm. on the table and I was like is Jason alright and like someone yeah 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 he's alright he just <laughs> overdid it a little bit but then mm. I went straight from seeing you lay down on the table to my religion class <laughs> and I was already like 10 <laughs> I was already 10 minutes late for religion and because mm. in my mind I was like a like a superhero or something um, instead of opening the door quietly and sneaking in I kicked down the door like I was Chuck Norris <laughs> and unluckily luckily, the priest because we went to a Catholic school mm. the priest was standing behind the door I kicked the door and he went fly- and the priest went flying across the floor <laughs> and th- and basically the- I walked in and the priest was on the floor like yeah, kind of reeling yeah. for me kicking the door on him and I sat down in the seat and everyone was like laughing and sh- and shocked and I was like I'm, I'm really sorry I feel r-. and <laughs> to kind of explain myself I was like I feel really sick <laughs> I'm really sorry I feel really sick <laughs> and he was like Jed I want to see you after class yeah, and when yeah. that class finished I ran out and he never mentioned it again because he's a priest um, <laughs> But yeah, the yeah. Co- college days were crazy. No, I remember that. Yeah, I do. I do remember. I mean, there were a couple of occasions where I, I, I kind of, um, I, I mean, the, the Jed kind of hinted at the 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 um, the, the college. Yeah, the extracurricular <laughs> activities that I indulged in um, at school. Um, but my main anymore. thing was, you know, I, I I liked a bit of weed. I did, and um, I couldn't really the, handle it, but I liked earth, it. Man. It's from the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's natural. <laughs> and there's a really funny story. Funny, funny enough, Joe. I, I don't know if you know it about how um, he and I actually first met. Okay, okay. Um, so- Richard probably can can best explain it because he remembers the details. I don't remember the details because I was so high when we walked into that class <laughs> that, like, I literally thought I was walking on clouds. Okay, and I remember kind of. I'm, Did I know I'm, you I'm super. At this point? I, I don't that think I'd even met you at okay. that point. Right, okay. Um, I just remember being super duper high, <laughs> walking into the class and looking around and thinking, oh my God, I'm so high, but don't panic, don't panic. Just look around, act as if you can't tell that anybody in the room can see that you're high, maintain your cool. <laughs> and find an empty desk and i remember seeing uh, for some reason I, I focused on this empty desk and richard was there but as i said richard can fill in the details much better than me so rich the thing is what he's forgotten to add is that we had like a maths test mm. <laughs> yeah mm, that we had yes. like a maths test yeah and it got to a point where l- listen i'm terrible at maths I've always been terrible at maths and I will forever be terrible at maths. Like th- that's just me. Like my other half is good at maths. I'm good at English and I'm good at sports. I'm the jock, right? Yeah. And um and literally and I remember talking to Jason and Jason having No no I wouldn't even say he had red eyes. 
He had Scott <laughs> Summers Cyclops eyes. Like, if he looked at me, I thought shit was going to burn up. And halfway through this test, he just said, he just went on this rant and just said, you know what? Fuck this shit. Fucking maths teacher not teaching us shit. And his name was called Mr. B, right? Mm-hmm. And we used to call him like... Mr. To, B? Yeah. yeah. We used to, you remember Mr. B? Yeah, of course I do. And we used to say that he was like one of the members of the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> and he goes... Killer bees, never killer sleep. Bees never sleep. And all this shit. And killer Jason bees. proceeded to rip up his, his, his exam paper with his wand. Yeah. And then he took mine and ripped it up. And we had a friend called Daniel who is who's oh, nickname was called Daniel yeah, Bay. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. ripped up his paper. <laughs> and literally there was like three exam papers ripped to shreds mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Jason just lost the plot because he was so, <laughs> so high. So he was so on the trend. Had you guys dropped out of school because of Jason? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much like, yeah. I, I pretty much consigned two people to, to, to a life without higher education because uh, I was being a dickhead. <laughs> like, you know? I, just, I just remember him looking at his paper. You know what? <laughs> he, I remember the, before before the ripping happened, he looked at his paper. <laughs> he looked at his paper and I saw cogs. Listen, I saw cogs turning. <laughs> I saw cogs turning and that was just one side. And then on the other side, there was like a donkey sitting underneath a tree slapping flies off its face with his tail underneath like some heat. And then like, he just went, fuck it. <laughs> just started ripping but he was mar- but I remember you were marking you were marking the paper and you were going fuck yeah. it I've got everything wrong and I'm just marking crosses and as you were getting more and more hype the paper just started ripping he said no fuck it and just ripped it and just took my paper listen I wasn't going to pass that shit anyway <laughs> so he did me he did me a favour but it, yeah that's how me and Jason met <laughs> oh that's amazing well, I mean, what I remember from you guys from, from school is basically like there wasn't very many people that were kind of into the same stuff as uh, as myself, but you guys obviously were. I kind of, I guess that's kind of how we kind of fell into, to being friends. Um, but yeah, and also like uh, then I kind of you guys got in touch earlier on 2017, um, and I realised that you guys had a podcast which was about like comics and films and kind of geek culture. And I thought, oh, okay, what's this going to be? This going to because like I'm quite suspicious about people I know doing creative stuff. I'm like <laughs> suspicious of like what is this crap? But then I listened to it and I was like, oh wow, this is this is really really good. People, you you guys are saying things I haven't because I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of pop culture podcasts, but I haven't heard people saying stuff that real people talk about. Like mm. you guys come from a from a kind of point of view where it's the the man on the street. the kind of you're not you're not kind of like filmmakers you're not doing it from like the kevin smith point of view where you're in the midst of it you're seeing it from a completely kind of third person point of view and it was is fresh to me and like uh, still right now right now um the Wulong talks is the only podcast i listen to which has a kind of a fresh point of view every time i listen to it um and yeah that's why i'm like every episode you guys release it it's interesting to me because you, you're not going to hear this point of view anywhere else Thank you, man. Um, so I, I think it's, it's, yeah. it's I think yeah, it's important. And if guys out there, if you listen to it, subscribe to We Long Podcast, uh, We Long Talks podcast, because um, you are going to hear point of view on films and comics and stuff that you're not going to hear anywhere else. And 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 ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it's stuff I completely agree with. Mm. Besides the Last Jedi, but we'll come on to that <laughs> every bit later. Um, we'll get to that. We'll so to that. <laughs> so what to watch on Netflix is a podcast about yeah. recommendations. Um, and as I'm the host, I'm going to go first. Um, and my first recommendation of today. Um, is a film that's available on Amazon Prime right now and it's called My Life as a Courgette. Now, you guys might be thinking, what 
Jed, what is this crap you're talking about? <laughs> My life is cool, yeah. What's this vegetable-based film that you, you want to talk about? Um, this isn't how you were in school, Jed. You were into horror. <laughs> but my life. Yeah, is, who's this guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool chance. Um, I lo- I watched. Um, so so I had a film at, at Sundance uh, earlier this year, and one of the films that kind of uh, was shown beside it because it's it's kind of a short film. It's only like an hour long. Is my life as a courgette? And I, again, I was one of the people who were like, "What is this film? It's an animated film, um, and the name is quite unusual." But I, I watched it only yesterday, and I was absolutely blown away by the storyline. It's, it's really dark. It's about a, a little kid um, who accidentally kills his mother, mm. gets put into a home, and has to kind of um, cohabit with a bunch of other problem kids and how they kind of like use each, each other's experiences to kind of get through the, the bad situation um, they're in. It's a French film. So you kind of it's called my life, my life as a as a zucchini everywhere else but UK where we call it courgettes, <laughs> um, and I'm a big fan of courgettes in general, so that's why that's why I'm um, recommending it. Um, but this film has done really really well, like on the on festival circuit, everyone thinks it's, it's great. But I've never seen an animation which is so dark about dealing with subjects that is really dark. Like for instance, in the particular home this kid goes to, there are kids that have gone through a physical violence, sexual violence. Um, there's one kind of girl who is in this home with this um, kid called, called Courgette. And you never find out why he's called Courgette, by the way. It's kid who's been sexually molested by her dad. Oh, and they geez. kind of, yeah. And this is an animation. So it's, it's really, it's, it's really yeah. hard subjects, but it's also one of the most life affirming, interesting kind of films i've i've ever seen um it's nominated for a, just a ton of awards um and the animation style is it's like kind of like stop motion maybe a bit like Coraline, something like that yeah. mm. um and it's, it's not meant to be kind of like lifelike because they're quite kind of uh cartoon-esque they're like massive heads kind of like anime types so are massive eyes um but i again i've never seen a, sh- uh, a tv show um or a film that's it's so dark, touches such dark subjects um, as in my life as a courgette um, and still being so entertaining. Like by the end of this, I was like, I want to see more of this kind of universe where this kid's been basically abused by his family um, because I was, I was just engulfed by this, just this world that they've created. Um, I think if you, if you're fans of stuff like, like the Tim Burton cartoons, like, um, a nightmare before Christmas or Coraline, you're going to love my life as a courgette because it's, it's not the kind of like Pixar style uplifting kind of, um, style that you're used to. I mean, it is uplifting, but it's its own different way. It's uplifting in the fact that these kids have gone through a lot of like hardships. They managed to find the beauty and kind of the, the, the smallest things in life. Like, um, like for instance one kid gives another kid um a boat made out of a beer can and they think it's the best thing that that's ever been given to them um i'm just giving someone a bit of your food at lunchtime when like rations are kind of like low it's i mean like I, again this is one of the things a bit like um the last jedi which we'll come on to later <laughs> of course um that kind of i had to hold back the tears a little bit mm. um it's only an hour and ten minutes of your life, I think, um, but it is. It, I was amazed by it, and it's currently on Amazon Prime right now. And if you if you're into things to make you feel something, because mm. I think films 
at its kind of basis should make you feel something um, mm-hmm. to be successful. This film will make you feel everything. Um, and yeah, I felt like I like I've never wanted kids before. I feel like I need to adopt a kid in mm-hmm. order to kind of empathize with uh, Courgette in this or Zucchini if you're from any other country that listens to this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my that's my uh, first suggestion of what to watch on Netflix. So uh, we'll go. We'll go one by one. Um, what's your first choice of what to watch on Netflix, Jason? Um, well, for me, there is one movie that um, I watched. Uh, I, I guess it was kind of. Uh, hmm, is it now? Sex in the City Maybe. Two? <laughs> <laughs> by any chance? <laughs> no, it is not. Okay. Um, yeah, there, there, there was one movie that I watched um, coming towards the end of of uh, 2017, and um, it came out i believe around summertime on on the netflix platform i I could be wrong yeah um but i believe it was around summertime and um it was a movie that really kind of touched me in a way that you know you were talking earlier about um giving an emotional impact and 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 having an emotional impact with, with a movie and this was a movie that that kind of impacted me on on a personal level for a number of reasons um and that is a movie called mudbound um mudbound is a a film that is very challenging in a number of ways in the sense that it's um it's a very talky movie so listeners you know (laughs) i must warn you this is not you know um a a movie that is going to be something that you can play in the background whilst you're doing other things It, it, it does require your attention um but there is a lot of layers going on with with the movie and there's also um some unbelievable acting performances in there if you're prepared to kind of you know invest in in the story um but it's it's a movie that that uh, i believe it's a like a kind of netflix original in a sense that they actually you know fronted the money to 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 make this movie yeah um and it's an adaptation of of a novel that's been written a number of years ago i, I sorry to your listeners I, the name of the novelist escapes me but yeah. um <clears throat> essentially what what the novel is about is um family it's about two families one uh white family and one black family um and the novel is is kind of set in uh, was the story sort of starts in in 1930s um southern america um and immediately kind of uh, kind of i guess when when you hear 1930s america (laughs) there's kind of one thing that that kind of pops to mind and then someone's lynching yeah if if you've done any kind of computer games yeah Yeah, i mean if if you've done any kind of like gcse history course at at school or anything like that then you kind of know where even now even now and i'm and yeah, even I'm yeah. not black. I wouldn't go to the deep down. <laughs> just, just, yeah. in it's just, just in case. Just in case. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll tell you this, listeners. Mudbound is not an advertisement for the better parts of of, <laughs> of, yeah. of living in the South of America. It, it really isn't. Um, but there, as said, there is a lot of of sort of subtlety and, and, and character detail there that um, is definitely worth investing in. Okay. Um, but yeah, sorry, go, going back to what I was saying, it, it's based on a novel and um, it's about these two families um, in, in the South in the 30s. Um, one is white and one is black. Um, they're both 
kind of want the same thing that all families want. They want to, a, a bit of security, um, you know, a, a, a bit of land and, and a place that they can call home and um, to know that they can provide for, you know, their future generations, their, their, their kids that are growing up and, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a, aside from, you know, sort of the obvious thing, there's obviously as with all families, there's, there's different dynamics sort of at play and, and, and different kind of issues that are um, bubbling under the surface. And um, with the white family, the McCallans, there is um, a lot of uh, a, a lot of issues there with with regards to the um, the main matriarch of, of the McCallans, who's played by Carrie Mulligan, um, the, oh, the British actress, nice, nice, who um, is just yeah, she's phenomenal. I mean, she's she's so good. She's been so good for so many years. And I mean, if it, if any of you haven't heard from her, just just Google her name because yeah. she she really you know whatever she's in, she she touches and and turns into gold so she's worth it and and she's the main um narrator of the story as well um some of the the other characters jump in but she's the main sort of narrator of uh of the story and um you know the the story sort of starts with her and how she first meets her husband um and the circumstances under which they meet and um you know when they do meet it's kind of um to a modern audience, it would be a bit odd the way they've kind of, the kind of courting process is set up and things like that. But I guess if you can kind of transport your mind back to the 1930s and, and what, you know, society would have been like and how, you know, partners would have met each other back then, then you kind of look at it and go, okay, well, you know, it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> but the, the story initially starts with, as I said, with her and, and the process of how she met this man. Um, one of the things that's interesting about the story is that it's not, it doesn't try to tell you that, you know, she met this guy and it's true love and, and da, 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 the end. No, you know, she's very, um, upfront about the fact that this dude is basically a guy who's going to help her get somewhere in life okay she's gonna you know she'll marry this dude he's got a few ideas he wants to kind of he seems like he kind of wants to do a few things and you know i'm a woman from the 1930s and there isn't a lot of options for me (laughs) (laughs) yes indeed my 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 name's henrietta i'm a southern jewel (laughs) 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 but um you know there's not a lot of options open to her so it's kind of like look i've got to get in where i fit in basically yeah um so she gets in with this guy called uh henry mccallan who's um played by jason clark the australian actor Mm -hmm. um so she gets in with him and he kind of has this idea that you know we need to go and buy this land in in mississippi and we need to farm this land because you know that's the future for us and um he has a brother um called jamie mccallan who's played by uh garrett headland and um he's you know an artist he's an actor as well and and um he comes to sort of visit the family and 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 then he goes off to war and um one of the things that that stands out that that's clear is that obviously jamie mccallan does not fit in with these other people yeah he doesn't he doesn't view the world in the way that the rest of his family doesn't in particular his father Mm -hmm. um who's played by oh my god i forgot the actor's name but you know mike herman trout from Breaking yeah, yeah. Bad. Oh, him. Yeah. Wow. He okay. Plays the dad. Oh, villain from the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And um, you know, he, he it's clear straight away that he doesn't view the world in the same way that the rest of the family does. Yeah. Um, so clearly, he was going to go his own his own way. 
Um, and so he goes off to, to go and fight in, in World War II as that, that breaks out. And then you have this, this other family, this black family, um, who kind of, again, want the same, same thing as, as the McCallans. They want peace of land, be yeah. secure for the kids, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to just be happy, basically, to try and earn a bit of yeah. money and be happy. But obviously that's a little bit more difficult for them because yeah. we're talking, again, we're talking about 1930s, 40s America and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, it, it wasn't quite that easy I, for I, I them. Do, I don't get it. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just spell it out. Just say it. I, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm pretty based. But well, it's like, have you, have you seen uh, The Greatest Showman, the, the new film, Greatest Showman? Um, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, no. Sorry, no. Wolverine. With, with, yes. yeah, with, with <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. let's call him by his name, man. Yeah. Wolverine. There was the same issue in there. Mm. They had some black performers and they got an invite just to Buckingham Palace, basically. And uh, one of the acts was this uh, black brother and sister who had a kind of a, an act there. And this is based on a true story. And yeah. um, and they were like, oh, is everyone invited? And they were like, well, we'll kind of have to see <laughs> yeah. because this is like 1930. Well, like, yeah, this yeah. is pre-Harry um, and Meghan Markle days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hold on, was, was Philip there? probably yeah yeah Yeah, probably because he's how old now but philip don't give a fuck (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah um but yeah i mean i mean mudbound is one of the films that kind of people have told me is is essential at the moment on on netflix and the fact that netflix kind of put their money where their mouth is and and produced Mm. a film like this Mm. who knows if Mm. this would have been made elsewhere but yeah the fact that this is like out there accessible to Mm. multiple millions of people Mm. I think it's, it's, mm. it's a great thing. And I do hear really good things about this film. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's amazing. I mean, um, the, as I said, what, what they've kind of done with, with this movie is yes, you've, you know, you've probably heard this tale before in, in a sense that, you know, we, there's been lots of things that have come out of America that, that have kind of told the story of, of that time period of, pardon me, of, of racism and, 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 um, you know, the hardships of economics within that period as well, particularly of, of a farming economy in, you know, in the South at that time. Yeah. Um, there's been lots of stuff that's dealt with that. Lots. But what I really love about Mudbound is, is two things really. One is the visual stylings of the movie. Um, the director is uh, a lady called Dee Rees, yeah. um, who has a, a really good track record in terms of the, the things that she's done. She's mm-hmm. worked a lot in TV and she's worked in other movies and things like that as well. And she does some really interesting things with, with kind of movies and stuff like that and, and the visuals in this movie. So she's definitely worth um, checking out. Cool. Um, also, the performances, again, are, are fantastic in this as well. And I would definitely recommend that to listeners as well. In particular, I mean, it... it um, one of the standout performers for me personally was Garrett Hedlund. It was fantastic to see him yeah. back on the screen again. Um, you know, Richard and I have talked about this before and we've said, you know, it's odd that he kind of seemed to disappear from the scene almost, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but he's back. Um, he's got a, a, a scene with, with some meat in it and he really dives yeah. into it. So it's definitely worth checking out, I would say. Right. Well, that's a great first choice of what to watch Netflix. Um, Richard, can you compete with that? That's a great choice. What's your first choice of what to watch on Netflix or any streaming platform? Well, first things first, I didn't know it was a competition. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. You well, it is. It, if it your was, fellow train Step your game up. <laughs> um, I'm actually, well, you know what? Like I said, I've, I've got a couple, but I'm going to go for my first choice. Yeah. I'm going to go for um, uh, Sense8. Sensei, so oh, you, yeah. you've you've thrown thrown a curveball here. Yeah. Sensei, <laughs> okay. Right? 
I when, just, I, hold on. Yeah. When are you supposed to start with a movie? Pardon? It's fine. No, no, no. It's good. Because like, oh, okay. Hold on, hold on. No, so Sam say it's good. No, 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 no. I just no, sorry. Give me two seconds, Jed. Yeah. Jason, is there unrest in the house? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, well, I haven't seen any Netflix movies to be honest. No, in fact, I saw Okja. Okay. Um, that was decent, but I thought I would start with Sense8 because... Um, okay. So this is of, one I've tried to get into, but yeah? you know what? I can't get into it. How Convince far, me. How far did you get into the first season? I watched episode one and after that I was like, I'm not sure if I can continue. Okay. Tell okay. me why I should continue. Okay, well, I'll, tell you, okay, I'll, I'll give you a number of reasons. Okay. The first things first is done by the Wachowskis. Uh, the Wachowski siblings. I want to be very Waka- careful there. Yeah, no, mm. no, no, well, you know what? No, sorry, you know what? I won't even call them Wachowski siblings because I'm going to tell them... I'm going to call them by what they are. They're, yeah. they're now the Wachowski sisters. Yeah. yeah. As far as I'm concerned, like, you know, if they've gone through whatever they need to go to to be called something else, I'm yeah. going to call them by the proper yeah. by the proper title. Wachowski sisters. Wachowski sisters. sisters yeah. Who used to be called the Wachowski brothers, but that's neither here nor there. That's, that's yeah. the past now. Mm-hmm. Um, who also created The Matrix. Uh, Cloud Atlas. Uh, Which I actually loved. I really so you know, like the Cloud Atlas. I really want to watch, I really, really watch it. Uh, really, yeah. really. Okay, Jed's given us some, he's, we've had some vodka and we've had some gin. So my words are a bit slurred. <laughs> yeah. um, I really want to watch Cloud Atlas. And um, and yeah, so that that's on my list. But one of the things that I have noticed that the Wachowskis always talk about is basically about being true to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Fulfilling yeah your own destiny yeah and uh, and fighting against anybody else that might want to step on you yeah exactly uh and and that's uh, that's another similar theme that that runs through this mm-hmm. and um and they don't um put anybody above uh, above anybody else and so basically it's be- it's about um a group of special people which are born in clusters of eight uh, and what happens is that this eight this cluster of eight are able to experience and to feel and to be in the same place as each other but psychically yeah. um and so uh so what happens is that at any moment at any given moment the best way to describe it is that for example if me and jason were part of a, the same cluster if jason knew how to drive a car um and i was in a particular place and i didn't know how to drive a car jason could then impart that that knowledge that I, he has to drive a car and i would then be able to drive like a stunt driver Ah, okay. uh, and it's basically about them just fighting against a government that wants to use them uh, in nefarious ways, which we still do not know how or why they want to do that. Okay. Um, the reason why I think it's a good show, it's yeah. it reminds me of old school science fiction, which, which the Wachowski sisters uh, seem to be really, really big fans of, yeah. in which it deals with various themes and topics, which seem to be have, which seem to have been forgotten since, um, things such as like a star trek and well not even star trek because star trek dealt with, with, with various um uh, society themes and stuff like that but things like star wars kind of took over i'm a big star wars fan so i'm not going to shit on that but i remember science fiction being the voice for things that were happening now and things that were going to happen in the future yeah but they weren't around, allowed to talk about it because it was a very sensitive topic yeah of course. so in yeah. the show of science sense you've got characters of uh you've got a transgender female um uh you've got a a gay um, a, a gay character you've got a, a lesbian character you've got black character you've just got a white character and you've got you know you've got a multitude of characters of people that belong in society now which maybe even 20 years ago yeah. when they've been considered normal and yeah. now they are and they are what you know they are what capture our society now and they all belong to this to this um to this cluster and they all need to have to uh, somehow get along and uh, try and survive 
by using by using each of the gifts that or, or the skills that each of them now possess to uh, to fight against the man, you know, in, in inverted commas. Yeah. Um, the other reason I would say definitely stick with the show is because it's written by a writer, um, a comic writer called J. Michael Straczynski. And oh he wow! Or, he he did loads of my favorite kind of comics, like um, he did Thor as well. Yeah. He did Babylon Five, All Star Superman, mm-hmm. All Star Superman, yep. All Star Superman as well. Yeah. And the thing about J. Michael is that he's very much like the Wachowskis, where he always has. He doesn't just write one story. He has. Uh, he he always plays the long game. So, for example, with Babylon Five, when he when he pitched Babylon Five, he oh, said man, it's, it's so a five good. year story that I'm going yeah. to tell. So nothing will make sense in the first season, or maybe even the second season. But yeah. when it comes to the fifth season, everything will make sense. It will be the best story I've ever read. Ah. And that's what it feels like in Sense8, where you can tell that he's got a lot more story to tell. So, so the kind of storyline pays off the more you kind of um, you keep with it. Because yeah. that, that's kind of thing. Yeah. I, I will stick with a series if I know the end game is to kind of like satisfy me. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind like a, a couple of series of kind of like uh, ifs and buts and kind of like leave me with a cliffhanger if by the end of it I, I will get satisfied more than any other TV show. Um, but yeah, but no, but but basically like J. Michael, he plays to his strengths Okay. of how he tells a story in this series. Like yeah. it, it's actually, but this is probably, probably some of the best writing he's ever done since Babylon 5. Okay. Um, and I'm talking like Babylon 5, the original series. I'm talking yeah, about yeah, the yeah. spin-offs. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is easily some of the best work that the Wachowskis have done since The Matrix. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I still haven't seen Cloud that list, so I won't, I won't comment on that. Yeah. Um, I'd really recommend it. I think yeah. It's really good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's on my list. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's, there's good performances all around. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it feels a bit cheap. It's a TV show. Like, you know, <laughs> you can't expect anything more. But like I said, it's about the story that's being told. Yeah. And everybody is represented in this story, yeah. so I would definitely say to just picking it up. And I, ha- I myself, having watched the whole season, even it was cancelled, and they're going to make a, a little a Netflix mini movie yeah, yeah, one off yeah. to, to to continue the story. I have uh, a theory as to how this is actually linked into the Matrix, which is also created by the Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So that's another story for another yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, for another time. But uh, this that's is that my on Wulong Talks podcast. Yeah. Everything. But, that, but that's uh, that's that's my recommendation. That's a great Sense choice. Sense8, go and give it a go. Yeah, it's obviously available on on Netflix right now. Um, great. So that's come on to my final choice for today. Um, my final choice for today is the Netflix film available on Netflix right now, Creep Two. Now, Creep 2 is a sequel to the film that came out a couple of years ago on Netflix again. Um, and it's a real strange movie because like, cr- the original Creep movie was essentially about a serial killer who filmed everything he did. So he went around when he was about to kill someone, he filmed it. Um, and his kind of I- idea was um, he's doing this crazy thing. He wants to kind of commemorate it and kind of make sure it's recorded for posterity. Because he's psycho, basically. So he kind of wanted it recorded. Uh, it, it was a decent film. I kind of... I, I liked it. It was it was all right. Um, uh, it, and it starred Mark Duplass, who was kind of one of the indie film kind of stalwarts. He's all, mm. if, you, if you think of an indie film, he's in it. He's mm. the main guy in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he, he made this true. kind of horror. Um, and uh, so, yes, basically, this film Creep 2 came out. Um, and I was expecting more of the same thing but Creep 2 is such an improvement on the first film I was really really surprised so I only watched Creep 2 again I watched it today so this is this is how new it is thinking because um, uh, I, 
I, I was always kind of expecting Creep 2 and any sequel in fact especially for a horror film to be kind of a bit inferior but this is so much better than the original Creep this film is about a web series called Encounters where this girl goes around she answers adverts on the internet for weirdos who say um, uh, asking for people um, who will come and pet me like a dog will pay a thousand pounds a day so she she her web show is basically somebody goes around he answers those adverts saying i'll pet you like a dog for a thousand pound a day but i want to film it as well so this is what her show and in her finale for the show she answers a um, an advert on craigslist that basically says um i want you to document my life for one day for 24 hours um must be a fan of interview with a vampire um and yeah and basically that's it and obviously if, if you're reading this as a, as a normal human being you think this guy's mental but because she has a tv tv show which is about finding these weird people it kind of makes sense so she turns up she's got a semi-pretty girl turns up with a camera filming straight away this guy's house we know from watching the first creep film this guy's a serial killer she turns up and he invites her to her house gives her a uh, a green juice drink made made out of like uh, vegetables it's like you need this for energy and stuff, and she and he's like uh, cards on the table. I'm a serial killer. I want you to. I'm not going in the next twenty four hours. I'm not going to kill you. I want you to record everything that happens um, for posterity um, because I'm losing my mojo. I've killed thirty nine people and I've lost my mojo. I want you to film film me uh, and I want to kill myself on camera and I want you to film it. And because her, her kind of web show isn't doing very well, and she's kind of, we saw her kind of go through the kind of process of saying, um, she's not getting a lot of like kind of hits. She's like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. And she doesn't really think he's a serial killer. So we follow this journey of this girl who's trying to make a name for herself on the internet um, with this real life serial killer, even though she doesn't think he is a real serial killer. They're kind of um back and forth where she's freaking him out as much as he's freaking her out because she thinks it's a game so she's out there trying to scare him and stuff and like creeping him out and like massaging him and doing all this kind of weird stuff that you wouldn't do if he was a serial killer but again i'm not going to spoil this um but she um the, the the main kind of girl in this um is incredible i think her name is uh Des Akavan, and I've not seen her in in too much stuff before. I think um, she has been in uh, she's been in a couple of she was in appropriate behaviour. I don't know if you guys saw it, but she kind of played a lesbian girl in an uh, inappropriate behaviour. She was in the series Girls, and she's been in a couple of other like real small things. Um, but she's she's absolutely incredible. She's a real okay. find. Mm. Um, uh, her name is Desiree um, Akavan. Okay. And um, yeah, this film shocked me with how kind of gory and graphic this is. And also just such a good idea. And Mark Duplass, if if by this time next year, he isn't one of the biggest film stars on earth, I'd be so surprised. Because his <laughs> acting skills are up, up unparalleled. He re- reminds me of a kind of a, a semi-young um, um, Robert Downey Jr., Okay. He has that kind of like that's a big claim, bro. Yeah. He's, he's a screen presence. I tell you what, if 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 Robert Downey Jr. wants to give up the Iron Man job, Mike Duplass is is the next best thing because he is 
Robert Downey Jr. Because this guy here is is the high chief of, of listen, the church of Robert Downey listen, Jr. I'm, I'm, really? so, Downey, yeah. I'm Robert Downey Goff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mark Dupass, he's, he's kind of like done a lot of indie films, but he's kind of like, he's kind of like uh, walked the line between indie and like um, major films. He's, he was in um, uh, Drinking Buddies. He's been like a couple of like big sci-fi films. Um, it's only a matter of time before Marvel just go, this this guy's good. We'll we'll stick him in as a, as a, he'll be a big big person in the Marvel film or DC film at some point. Um, and yeah, I mean the film is incredible. It's really really surprising, and it, it's hard for me to be surprised with a horror film. But I was. Uh, is available right now on Netflix. Cool, nice. Uh, so Jason, what is your second film and final film to watch on Netflix or uh, any other streaming service? Yes. Um, well, the second recommendation isn't a actually film it's a tv series okay um now some of your listeners will probably know what this is yeah um but i'm going to recommend death note and no not the movie i'm going to recommend the original anime series amazing which i've seen <laughs> i've seen the anime it's yeah. amazing yeah. yeah um death note for me struck me as what it would be like to have an anime series directed by alfred hitchcock um it you know that that's the way i kind of pitch it to people who've never heard of it before yeah, and, yeah. And, and want to check it out um i'm sure you know some people might be familiar with this who are listening but for those who aren't it's uh, essentially about what you would do if you had the power of god in your hands yeah and you could you know decide who lived and who died which we've all um, at some point i'm sure yeah which which we've all fantasized about because yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all twisted <laughs> yeah exactly we've had a few drinks yeah <laughs> we've got, we've got <laughs> it's, it's getting a bit dark listeners yeah. <laughs> but um you know we, we we've all kind of imagined what it would be like to decide who lives and who dies and effectively in in death don't the anime um you know this power befalls um a character called light yagami now um one of the the key elements of the story is the character of light who is an incredibly intelligent incredibly charming um young man um who is excelling at everything in school and frankly, he's bored. He's bored of life. He's bored of kind of being the best guy yeah. at everything. And he wants a challenge. And um, circumstances, you know, without giving too much away, circumstances um, mean that he falls into contact with a, a, a device which will allow him to control certain aspects of people's lives and yeah. allow him to determine as said who lives and who dies um i don't want to go too deep into this because there's a lot of stuff that people need to experience for themselves by yeah, watching it of course, yeah. but there is some terrific animation work um at play here and don't turn your nose up at the anime element here this because it's, it's so anime, detailed we've had anime on what to watch netflix before mm. we've had attack on titan and and to be honest the reason why i um and 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 based on uh, me um, advising people to watch Attack on Titan, I've had a lot of feedback from people who've actually watched it and think and have said this is the first time I've gone into anime. Hmm. Thank you, thank you for getting me into this. And hmm. I got that recommendation from you guys from listening to your podcast hmm. um, and for you guys saying how much how good attack on titan was so mm, if mm. you guys are interested in anime at all mm. listen to we long talks podcast because that's mm. where you're going to get the source basically <laughs> is that, hold on is that where they're going to hear cowboy bebop yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and samurai shampoo <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, as Jed said, Attack on Titan is is one of my faves. But um, yeah, yeah definitely. You know, for for people who want um, a murder mystery that's slightly supernatural. Um, but also want, as said, a, a kind of study of the psychology of somebody who has the power to decide which people live and which people die and, and how somebody makes those those choices and, and the yeah. process that they go through before deciding to make those choices. Um, it's just absolutely fascinating, you know, and anime can can sometimes kind of end up as uh, looked at as a bit of a joke because of the fact that it is animation. But, you know, if you if you dig enough you'll find things that actually deal with some really big issues and some yeah. really big themes so um definitely i would absolutely recommend to you is it should be still available on on netflix in the uk um as said do not watch the movie by adam wingard as much as i love adam wingard yeah. i'm sorry but that that's an absolute mess it. skip it yeah i, 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 I love the anime and, and i love you. the japanese mm. movies as well the kind of live action japanese movies mm. that i really really like yeah i mean the movies are cool but the the Japanese movies are cool, but yeah, the American remake just somehow managed to completely miss the point. Yeah. So no, listeners, watch the original anime. Um, you're going to get a really deep, meaty story from that. So check that out. Right. Thanks very much, Jason. Uh, Richard, what's your final choice of what to watch on Netflix? So my final choice is another TV show on Netflix uh, called The Get Down. Ah, yeah. See, I feel bad about not watching. I feel a little bit racist for not watching this TV <laughs> show because it, everyone tells me this show is amazing, yeah. uh, and I haven't watched it yet. And I don't know. I don't know why. Well, listen, Jed. If you feel a little bit racist because you didn't watch it because there's a certain amount of black people out there, <laughs> then between yeah. you and your god, <laughs> it's true. Let that be on your um, conscience. Yeah. yeah, no. Like, listen. Um, I didn't watch it for any particular reason and just uh, apart from the synopsis that I read which was that it was set in the 1970s yeah. uh, just before the 80s when hip-hop well, the, well, well, just before the birth of hip-hop really took off and entered the charts and like entered into like the hearts and minds of um, of, uh, of of everybody in America yeah. which eventually like like seeped into the world and I was like okay cool let, let me let me peep this and then I saw it was written and directed by Baz Luhrmann and I was like okay Big fan, big fan. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck about, like yeah, you know, yeah, like, you yeah, know. Yeah. You got Romeo and Juliet. Um, you've got uh, yeah, Australia, but but give or take, he, he, you know, yeah. he's oh, strictly good. ballroom, dude. Strictly ballroom. Don't skip yeah. that. Man. Listen, I put strictly ballroom on one of my WhatsApp groups, mm. and they laughed at me. Mm. No, no, it's a classic. <laughs> and that's when I knew I was in the classic. wrong group. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wrong friend. Um, and man. it's basically uh, it takes place in a fictional 1970s uh, New York, uh, just before the birth of hip hop. But it still takes place where hip hop is still coming alive. So there are uh, people that actually exist. So you've got Grandmaster Flash, um, you've got uh, uh, African Bombata. So you've got who people has been outed as a bit of a a bit a bit of a PD, a PD in the PD files. But it's a real shame because like he's so inspirational, and mm. then all of a sudden, mm. oh yeah. no, we, we're not allowed to like anything he's ever done. But it's, yeah. it mm. just sounds so good. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's yeah, such yeah, a shame. Yeah, ex exactly. But we're not gonna go there because. Yeah. Uh, but we're not that type of show. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, unless you want us to be, but um, you know. No. Uh, but basically, it's uh, okay. it's Baz Luhrmann doing what he does best, which is tell a story, uh, and he goes back to the Romeo and Juliet type of style telling of story, uh, and setting it in like a nineteen seventies New York. Yeah. And it's basically just about a group of a uh, uh, friends coming of age, uh, and them just finding out how to 
which sounds simple to us now, yeah. but back then was like it was such an innovation. But mixing records and yeah, and yeah, rapping yeah. over beats, yeah, which is now something that which is uh, in if you look at the charts now, which is in every single song that you hear, give yeah, or take, yeah, you exactly, know, yeah. and um. And just visually, it's just it's just a, a beautiful thing, and it's and it's Baz Luhrmann back to his best. Um, one of the standout performances that I found. I mean, everybody does an extended performance. You've got young kids. You've got you've got you know seasoned veteran actors such as like Jimmy Smiths. Um, but yeah. the young kids especially got my attention. One of them was um, a guy called Shamik Moore, who plays a character called Shailen Fantastic, who's a part-time drug dealer, and also ends up being the DJ. And uh, the manager for the group, which ends up being called the Get Down Brothers, and he's he's a young kid. He's uh, he's yeah. been in a film called Dope, which was a uh, I love Dope. You love Dope. You've seen Dope, right? Do- of course I have. Like, man. Do- <laughs> dope, dope is like my my jam. Awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course it is. But um, but the character that he plays in um, in the Get Down, he's able to portray somebody who's so much older than he is. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. without trying to you know give any spoilers, but come by the the second half of the first season. You, it reminds you that he's just a kid. Yeah, yeah. But he's a kid that's had to grow up because he's lived in the streets. Yeah. And who's just alone. And all he's lo- all he's doing is looking for family. And it's just such a heartbreaking scene. But this whole show just has so many little moments of that coming of age type of theme that that we haven't really got since like um you know um any just John Hughes films. Yeah, yeah. Like six, Club sixteen cancels. Yeah. You know, that's that's why I thought about Club, like you know? dope. I, dope. I was like, wow. Like if John Hughes was around right now, he'd be yeah. making this kind of film. Right? Yeah, easily, yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Same as like the new Spider-Man film mm. is is very. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah, it's very, very John true. Hughes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like like big time John Hughes influences. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is. I mean, I mean, what I'm gonna say is that if you're looking for a TV show or a film that captures the 1970s Brooklyn or 1970s New York or 1970s beginning of and birth of hip hop. Yeah. This isn't it. This is fictionalized set in a real world. Yeah. So make up your mind what you want to do before you go in it and commit. Otherwise you're going to be sorely disappointed if you're, <laughs> especially if you're like a, a hip hop fan and I've already had those type of arguments with people. <laughs> um, but this is, this is classic Bert Baz Luhrmann. And I, I think this is probably some of the best work that he's done. Yeah. Since Romeo and Juliet. And, um, yeah, I'd just say, just, just go check it out. The, the soundtrack is amazing as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Great. Uh, well, well, thanks very much, guys. That's uh, six recommendations from all of us about what to watch on Netflix or any streaming platform of your choice. Um, and now I'll go away and uh, try and catch up on some of them. I do really want to watch The Get Down. I feel really bad for not watching it. Um, I feel like I'm not doing my part um, for um, racial justice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, if anyone wants to hear almost like kind of like a, a, a companion piece to this, I'm on the Wulong Talks podcast probably the week before this goes out um, talking about films and stuff and, uh, and other things. So um, please subscribe to Wulong Talks podcast on um, iTunes and, and Acast um, if you want to. And Stitcher. Yeah, and Stitcher. And guys, YouTube. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming on, guys. Really appreciate it. This has been like 20 years in the making, you guys coming on. Uh, if guys want to listen to you more or listen to your podcast or find out what you're up to, where can they find you? Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're out there everywhere. You can pretty much find your, your regular podcasts. So okay. um, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, YouTube. 
Um, Spreaker, we've just started Spreaker for those of you in the States who, who use that. that? Um, Spreaker is is like an audio platform that, that's okay. very popular in the United States. Right, okay. Uh, so they tell me. Nice. <laughs> that might have just been the salesman who's taking my money Trump, every month. Trump, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, Spreaker is, is somewhere they can find us too. Um, we also have a blog. That, that we update i mean we richard and i haven't blogged much in a while to be <laughs> honest but you we do have some really cool older articles that we've done which you can find at www.wulongtalks.com yeah um and on social media um i'm at wulong talks on twitter i i tend to handle the twitter stuff so mm-hmm. if, if you want to tweet at me I'm, I'm usually pretty good at responding so you can do that um yeah. instagram we're at, at wulong uh, talks on there as well um, yeah. And we have a Facebook page as well, which is uh, Wulong Talks Podcast. Great. And um, I'm not just saying this. Like, genuinely, you guys are one of the only podcasts I listen to on a weekly basis. Um, and that's not annoying. And if I want to find out about... Because, I mean, I, I also read a lot of, of like uh, popular culture websites about like films that are coming out. But I feel like listening to Wulong Talks, it kind of kind of puts me right there into kind of what what everyone's thinking it kind of gives me a a better overview of what's going on um and i just think people need to kind of listen to your podcast in order to kind of find out what's going what actually is going on and not just the kind of like headlines and um what's going on kind of really underneath it all um and yeah uh, I can't recommend it enough. And uh, guys, I think um, we need to uh, uh, go to uh, Mr. Reed's class in the media <laughs> studies uh, room two hundred one. I'm going yeah, to Mr. B's class. <laughs> Mr. B. I want to see papers get ripped up and shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so all, all the way. To, actually, one, one before we leave, do you remember when Aaliyah came to our school? Oh shit! Yeah. I do. You know, nobody yeah. believes us about that. No but one believes. Nobody, nobody believes would. us. That what the f? Do you, like, do you remember there was? Um, I, I, I'm sure it made the national news. Yeah, the yeah, voice, yeah. The voice sure came to our, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Because the voice came. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know if you guys remember. So I was like the editor of our um, school magazine. Uh, hold on, yeah, hold on, hold on. I remember. Are you fucking? What is this? Saved by the Bell. I was giving a Zach Morris life. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> Zach Morris life. So, <laughs> so I was head of, um, but then I did an article about. Um, that teacher going out with the other teacher mm, um, mm. and I, also about how the food in the canteen was rubbish just you standing kind of student thing well, gossip yeah yeah, yeah gossip right. <laughs> and I got called into the headmaster's office and the headmaster said to me uh, Jed yeah so I read the latest issue of SFX magazine and um, yeah we're going to stop Aaliyah coming to the school now because of what you've written and it's like no, you don't understand. People will kill me. <laughs> I, I will. I'm gonna get murdered by mm. my, by everyone in school if you stop Ali coming. Okay, we'll think about it. You need to apologise for the next in the next issue, or we'll stop Ali coming. So okay, that's gonna be the headline. So I, in the next issue of SFX magazine, I had to put a big apology saying uh, I'm really sorry. All everything I said about the teachers going out of each other and the food being crap is complete lies. Um, and I can't wait till Aaliyah comes. And then Aaliyah came to our school like, about a year before she died. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I don't know if it, what you guys did, but like I, I think I was the only non-black person that was there. <laughs> 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 and I was there. And like me, me and, and our mutual friend Charles, who I haven't spoken to in a million years, um, we went up to her 
got her autograph and then we changed jackets and went round again and got another autograph pretending <laughs> <laughs> we were different people going hiya Leah I'm a different person <laughs> with a different jacket and she was oh, like don't, don't I know you guys and you guys came to me before and we were like yeah 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 um, so yeah, for those like crazy. few minutes I thought Leah wanted to marry me um, and then she got killed well, listen, I was convinced that Aaliyah was going to be my wife at one stage in my life. I was, uh, I, I kid you not, I was absolutely convinced that I was going to marry Aaliyah Houston. It was going to happen. <laughs> that was that. So, yeah. um, you know, when she came to our college, it was like, well, obviously she's here for me. She, she's here for me. <laughs> yeah. Listen, yeah. I, I, met, I had friends who went to other colleges who would be like, hey, is it true Aaliyah came to the college? And I was like... <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> like, what don't people come? Don't famous people come to your college? They're like, no. It's like, but do you know why? Uh, she, too bad. Can you remember why she came? Why? I don't know. Because um, a girl in a, in my English class and my music class, um, Amelia, who oh, was Amelia, Amelia, okay, her yeah. dad ran Choice FM. Yes. Oh, so yes, yes, right. yes, yes, yes. Appearing yeah, on Choice yeah. FM, and like yeah. she convinced him because I remember having a conversation with her going, and her saying, "Oh well, Ellie's going to come to Choice FM." I was like, "Can you not kind of like persuade her to come to our school?" And she's like, "No, no, no, no." And all of a sudden, she persuaded her dad to make Ellie come to our school. Okay, mm. so um, I'm not saying it was my. F- my fault. No, 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 no. no. You're part of the co- you're, yeah, you're part, in the wheel. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah Maybe, yeah. maybe she wouldn't have died if she came to to SFX. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think <laughs> she might have not married uh, R. Kelly when she was like fourteen. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, quick question. Yeah. So the two teachers that you said were going out, were they actually going out? Yeah, they were going out. You know what? Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They were getting their rocks off and they made you pay for it. Fuck yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, like, that, that male teacher, I'm not going to say his name, but he got me into a lot of like films I would watch. He made me, he forced me to watch like a lot of like classic films like Classic Banker and, and kind of all those kind of stuff. Um, so, well done, SFX. St. Francis Xavier mm. College in South London. Um, they brought us together. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, this episode wouldn't be there if it wasn't for that. Mm. So, uh, thanks, guys, uh, for coming on. I really appreciate it. I've got a now call um, uh, Troma Films to see if I'm going to be the writer of the Toxic Avenger comic. So uh, with that strange kind of segue, <laughs> I bid you guys goodbye. Thanks very much. And again, guys, listen to uh, the Wulong Talks podcast if you get a chance. Um, you'll really like it. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thank you for the invite. No problem, man. Thanks a lot for having us. Bye.